Hello and welcome to this episode of Bush Footy Legends. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the traditional lands of the Noongar people and pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. The show is produced by Magic Studios and presented by the WA Country Football League in partnership with Healthway, promoting the Think Mental Health message. On this week's episode, we're joined by Ella Roberts. She's the hottest property in women's footy in this state, a two-time Peel Thunder Premiership star, the best player at a national carnival, and now Ella has landed at the Eagles and is ready to launch into an AFLW career. We talk life in the Southwest, going at the pointy end of the draft and transitioning into the elite system. I'm your host, Jackson Barrett. Let's get into it. Ella Roberts, welcome to Bush Footy Legends. Thanks for coming on. How's things? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. What's life like as a as an eagle now? First few weeks at, at the footy club in the early stages of an AFLW season and, and career. What's it like at, at Lathlane? Yeah, um, definitely starting to settle in now, which is pretty good. Um, it's, yeah, a dream come true and I'm absolutely loving my time um, at the Eagles. And, yeah, it's just been so awesome so far. Is there a bit of excitement around the club at the moment? It's been a tough couple of years for them, but um, you're not the only sort of high-profile recruit that's come in. Is there a bit of a buzz about about this new season? Yeah, 100%. I think um, lots of the girls can expect some yeah good stuff to happen for us Eagles this year. And, yeah, obviously round one's pretty soon. So, yeah, um, everyone's getting pretty pumped and pretty excited. Now, a country girl, obviously, the theme of the the theme of the show. So, um, grew up in Margaret River. What was life like as a as a young girl in Margaret River? Were you um, were you a surfer? Were you on property or in town? What was what was life like growing up down south? Yeah, I, I loved life um, down south. I grew up in town, but yeah, on a pretty big property. Um, absolutely loved it. Lived in yeah one house pretty much my whole life, and um, yeah, absolutely yeah, loved my time down there. Um, yeah, surprisingly didn't surf. Um, everyone thinks everyone from Margaret River surfs, but no, I was stuck more to footy, I guess. Um, yeah, played my whole life, so just, yeah, started down there as well. How early did you become attached to footy? What were your sort of early footy memories and how did that come about? Yeah, I started playing footy in Auskick when I think I think you have to be like six or something to start Auskick. So, yeah, I was as young as you can be and, um, yeah, played because my older brother played and, yeah, wanted to follow his footsteps. And, yeah, it definitely was the right call. Um, haven't looked back ever since. Does it go a fair way back in your family, football and sport? Um, sport, for sure. Um, not so much footy, but, yeah, whole family's pretty athletic. And, um, yeah, we all love footy. So, yeah, thought it was the right decision. What are your memories of sort of early days of, of Auskick and, and learning to kick a footy and that sort of thing? And, and how important is it to towns like that and um and as far as sort of making friends goes and and that sort of thing at that sort of age down there yeah um well I honestly don't have can't really remember that much but I think I always was in primary school just was one that hung out with the boys a lot so yeah they all played footy so so did I and um yeah I loved playing Auskick I yeah once I started once like I said I never looked back really and yeah, just kicking the footy with my brother, my dad, um, outside of school, outside of footy, all the time. It was, yeah, a lot of footy, that's for sure. And a Freo fan growing up, what were some of your early football influences? And I'd assume they're probably mostly wearing purple and white. What, what sort of your early memories of, of watching footy? Was that a family thing? Yeah, well, my whole family like went for West Coast. I think when I was really little, I went for West Coast as well. But I decided that I wanted to be a bit different. So, yeah, I went with the arch arch rivals, Freo. Yep. And, um, yeah, never really changed since. Um, but, yeah, just I'd always been a big fan of watching footy and just loved it. The early days, of course, would have been watching the men mostly. 
Are there any players that sort of stood out to you from those sort of days? Yeah, I was a massive Nat Fife fan. Um, yeah, when he was going through all his prime and stuff like that. So I looked up to him and, yeah, got all his footy cards and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was a big, big fan. They say, and it's it's something that gets wheeled out quite a lot, it's a really important sort of theme for women's football and, and youth development in the women's football space, but you can't be what you can't see. At what point do you remember sort of watching women's footy? Was it that first night of AFLW? Or, or were you sort of aware of it and across it before that? Um, I probably wasn't. I think I heard of AFLW when it first started, but didn't really get too into it until, like, I think, yeah, Frio and Eagles started playing. Um, yeah. Yeah, once like I knew of some players, I think I became more and more interested. But, yeah, I think it took me a couple of years to get into it. Was there anyone that sort of caught your eye from a women's perspective on field? Uh, yeah, um, Erin Phillips, uh, Taylor Harris, yeah, two girls that I still look up to these this yeah, to this day. Um, yeah, they were absolute stars and um, they're yeah pretty awesome. It's pretty cool to think that I'm in the same competition as them now. Taylor Harris as well, probably um, most comparable to the way you play your footy. You're marking forward. You, um, you've obviously got the athleticism and can work up the ground a little bit. Um, but that sort of like Taylor Harris, I guess, was really the first in the competition that we saw that could take a high mark, could kick a goal over 40 metres and, and, you know, start starting to kick bags and, and really sort of dominate a forward line. So was that the appeal there? Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, would still say that I think I model my game off her a little bit um, just with that, yeah, contested marking and ability to kick goals. So, um, yeah, she's always been someone that I've looked up to and hoped to aspire to be like. And so footy with the boys in the early days, was there um, sort of structures and competitions in place for you to play with the girls or was the first time you did that once you came up to Bustle in the Southwest Footy League? Yeah, so once I hit under 13s, um, that was my last age group that I could play with the boys and uh, yeah, then there wasn't any um, female teams in Margaret River so the next closest was Bustleton. So yeah, decided that that was the option I was going to take and yeah, that involved just travelling 40 minutes up and, um, yeah, to get to Busso. Trained normally just once – oh, sorry, once a week. Um, and then, yeah, game once a week. Um, but, yeah, now it's crazy how much it's changed with – there's, like, two teams in Margaret River now and that was only, like, yeah, four four years ago or something like that. What sort of a commitment was that as a youngster and, and on your family? It's only 40 minutes. They're essentially, mm. um, you know, a shire across from one another. But – it's one of those trips that sort of sneaks up on you a little bit, Margaret River to Bustleton, and when you've got everything else going on in your life, particularly school, that would have been a fair commitment for the family. Yeah, it 100% was. I yeah, give a lot of credit to mum and dad for doing it. And, um, yeah, there was also another girl from Margaret River, so we would take turns carpooling. So, it yeah, it actually wasn't as bad as it seemed, and it was definitely something I looked forward to throughout the week. So, um, yeah, I had no problems um, doing that drive. But, yeah, I owe a lot to mum for being so willing and never refusing to drive me up the highway. At that point in time, did you say that as a bit of an investment in your football future or was it still just we're doing this to go up to Busso and, and have a kick with the girls and have some fun or was it at that sort of time that you started thinking um, those pathways started opening up and, and this could be a real option? Yeah, I think I was just doing it for a bit of fun. Um, I think just knowing I wanted to play footy and that was the only place that I kind of could. It was just, yeah, that's what I've got to do. Um, I think, yeah, a couple of years later, I eventually realised that footy is what I wanted to do and, um, yeah, had to um, play for Busso as well and then also appeal at the same time. So, yeah. Now that's another commitment again, obviously. So Margaret River to Mandra 
starts to get quite a trek. Was Peel the obvious choice because it was slightly closer than the others? I mean, obviously, Margaret River is traditionally aligned to uh, to East Perth, and mm. uh, and there there might be some some bigger clubs around, but. Was that the appeal for Peel Thunder? Is that how you landed there? Um, it was a factor. I think the main reason was I just had a friend who I did state 15s with and I wanted to play a bit more of a high-level footy and she played for Peel, so she was just like, Ella, come down yep. to a training. Don't have to play anything. Just come down to a training. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And, it, yes, it so happened to be an hour uh, less drive than um, any Perth team, so it um, worked out really well and, yeah, I'm – Loved that my time at Peel, so it was definitely the right choice. We hear lots of stories of youngsters who might be a, a forward or um, maybe pushed out to a wing or across half back, but in their early days they were sort of an inside midfielder and they were playing up on the ball because they might have been the best player in their side. What about even as far back as sort of youth girls down in Busso? Were you already sort of earmarked as a, as a forward? Did you have that sort of role in mind or were you sort of playing wherever you were put or were you up on the ball because you were playing at a, at a good standard? Yeah, I was actually a bit more of a ruck. Um, I think I was like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty tall. I'm not ruck size, but I'm yep. pretty tall. So I just, yeah, did that, that and it meant that I could play a bit as a midfielder. So, yeah, I just either did that or would sometimes rotate into the forward line because, yeah, I love to kick a snag. But, yeah, just rotating in between the, the ruck and the forward line. You seem to, and it's something that's obviously started really young, but have a like a really deep passion about footy. You can sort of hear it um, even just in your voice when you speak about it. Do you think that's carried you some way and, and to where you are now, just sort of an ingrained love of playing footy and kicking bags of goals and, and getting your hands on it? Yeah, 100%. I think I'm pretty lucky that I do love everything about footy and whether that be watching it or playing it. Um, and I think that, yeah, it enables me to be able to learn a lot, um, yeah, just watching games and stuff, learning what I could do if I was in that position or stuff like that. So, yeah, I have I think I'm very lucky and in a really good position. Now, had you played a grand final before you came up to Peel Thunder? I played a grand final the week before Peel Thunder, the Peel Thunder grand final, right. yeah. So first year, you land at the club 2020, first season of, of Waffle W, um, and you're in a you're in a grand final. You've played seven games and you're in a, a grand final. Um, it's a strong Subi side. Hayley Miller's on the other side. And Stannett, that's a, a pretty good side. They were a really good side all year. Uh, and then you kick two goals in a grand final and win a premiership. What's that like? What was that day? Yeah, it was – I look back at it now and I think it's pretty crazy. But at the time, I didn't really think too much of it. Um, I think, I, yeah, I knew who Hayley Miller was, but that was about it. I didn't really know much AFW, um, like, research or anything like that. So I just – thought of it as yeah I'm just playing against some good girls but yep. um yeah my memories of it were it was an incredible gay day and to be able to make a bit of an impact in the scoreboard was yeah it was so awesome and very special you seem sort of a little bit um might be fair to say blissfully naive in in the early days um a lot of girls might have put a little bit of extra pressure on themselves particularly at that sort of age but you sort of come in and like you say you're still just playing with a real passion for footy and, and there's no pressure on yourself when you don't know much about the opponents. Do you reckon that was a factor in, on those sort of days? Yeah, 100%. I think not knowing like who people are or what they're good at just enabled me just to go in and play my own footy without focusing on their game. And yeah, I think it definitely enabled me to play my best footy without worrying about what they're doing. Do you remember your goals on the day? Yeah, I do. Um, they were pretty. I still say to the day they were fluky as the wind was flying, but they um, they went through, and that's all that matters. 
Um, back-to-back premierships the next year. So back-to-back premierships, obviously one of the harder things in football to do. It takes an incredibly close group and particularly in a competition, I think, where there's still a little bit of talent filtering through each year and, and probably coming out and girls are still sort of just learning their craft. That's a, a pretty incredible footballing achievement. Uh, in the early days of women's footy in this state, how close was that group and what did going back-to-back mean? Yeah, oh, going, going back-to-back was pretty incredible. It just meant that it wasn't really a one-time thing in that Peel Thunder were the real deal and um, that it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a fluke or anything like that. So, yeah, we were pretty determined. We said throughout the whole year, that second year, that we're going to go back-to-back, we're going to do it and um, we're going to make a statement and I think that's what we did. So, yeah, all the girls were... We're really tired after that first win and we just wanted to yeah, do it again because that win was so special and it was just as special the second time. Do you feel like as the competition grows and matures a little bit and develops that that back-to-back premiership side, that team, will sort of be a, a real mark on the history of the early days? Yeah, I hope so. We um, were hoping that we could get three in a row and then that would have for sure been a bit of a dynasty. But, um, yeah, that, that team for sure was will hopefully, yeah, go down in Peel Thunder's um, history books as, uh, yeah, the first team they ever had that won. What about um, other girls from the Southwest? So Peel obviously has its own Southwest catchment zone. Were you coming up and playing with girls that you'd dealt with before, played with or against or trained with and that sort of thing? Was it a familiar enough of an environment once you came up? Um, there are a few girls that I knew, but no, I wouldn't say too many. I think I trained a lot with the Southwest girls, but not many of them were involved with teams up here. So it was, yeah, there was, I think there was a couple that played for Peel as well. So I did know them, which was good, but it was all pretty new coming up to the city. So I think when you really came to the fore in this sort of draft pool your year was the national champs, of course. So you go to the champs, you're the best player, you're an All-Australian as a bottom major player of the tournament. What was that like and was that sort of the time when you went, like, footy's, footy's pretty serious here. I'm a couple of years away from the draft or, you know, 12 or 18 months away from the draft um, and I'm a real sniff here. Was that sort of the moment for you maybe? Yeah, I think so for sure. I think, yeah, winning that MVP last year um, definitely – yeah, made me think, wow, like, you know, I'm not too bad at this. I could potentially make a career out of it and play professionally. And, um, yeah, I just, I always, I've always dreamt of it, but I think, yeah, that's when I realised that this is what I could, when I could do it. What sort of worked for you at that tournament? Do you think back at that tournament and, and sort of reflect on it and look at if there was something that you did at that tournament that you might be able to bottle and take into your career going forward? Because it was a pretty, a pretty special series of games for you yeah I think we just we had a really good team last year and I think being able to just rely on each other to you know hit the ball to you and yeah I think I've said it before like you know playing with good girls makes you better and um yeah our team last year was incredible like we nearly beat Vic Metro and um yeah I think they definitely have a huge like hand in why I did do so well um so yeah I do owe them a, a lot of credit as well so you've sort of broken away from the pack a little bit as a real top draft, top draft pick in your year group. How do you start dealing with that sort of pressure? Does the media start to come circling at that time? Do you have to start doing things like this and um, and interviews and, and that sort of thing? How did you sort of deal with all that at such a young age? Yeah, so um, I, was, yeah, I was really lucky living in Margaret River. Um, it was a bit of an escape. Um So, yeah, I'd play footy on my weekends, I'd train, but as soon as I went back to Margaret River, no one – like none of my good mates really 
asked about my footy. Yep. I didn't care too much, which I loved. Um, so, yeah, I just found it really good having a good balance between talking about footy and then getting away from it. Um, so, yeah, I was really lucky being just like so far away um, that I didn't have to talk about it. So it was good. Was there anything else you did while you were down there to sort of help clear your head and, and form a bit of a gap between your time in Margaret River and, and footy in Perth? Um, Not too much. I think I was just in a pretty good position where it didn't really affect me too much. Um, yeah, I just just hang with my mates, just be happy and, you know, not think about it really. It was Yeah, I was really lucky. Do you feel like that's something you're pretty keen to continue is sort of separating the hectic life of footy and the pressure of footy with your life, whether it's in Margaret River or just sort of generally away from footy? And do you think growing up in a town like Margaret River that's famously characterised by being fairly casual and, and laid back in a relaxed environment, do you think that helps with that sort of thing? Yeah, 100%. I don't think I would yeah, be who I am today if I didn't grow up there and I think, yeah, it's super important something that I'm going to continue to do is just have a, a healthy balance between um, footy and, the, yeah, just life um, and that's something that I can do up here as well. You know, I've got friends that don't play footy so I just, yeah, go see them, have a chat. Um, but, yeah, I'd definitely say it's super important to have that balance. Is it something that's been taught or do you feel like it's a little bit more innate, you've just grown up with it or do you remember has someone sort of said like, this is a really important thing to do. Do you take that sort of stuff on board or did it just come to you? Yeah, it definitely came a bit naturally. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely been told, I reckon, a hundred times that it's just super important and it has been something that I have manually been trying to in, um, yeah, implement into what I do and, um, yeah, it's, it's been working and I'm loving it. So months leading up to the draft, um, you fracture your ankle. Can you talk us through how you did that? And you were obviously relatively late in your draft year, weren't you? So, I mean, we all knew where you were going in the draft, um, but what did what did that mean as a setback for you? Yeah, that was definitely a massive setback and something that I, was definitely not ideal. Um, yeah, just fracturing my ankle playing basketball just locally in Margaret River. So, yeah, it wasn't even worth it really when I look back at it. But, um, yeah, it definitely just made me think um, – oh, I'm not going to be playing as many games. What if there's another girl who, you know, this is her draft year and she like starts soaring and is incredible. So, yeah, I definitely started thinking that I wouldn't be able to prove myself um, and show that, yeah, show what I've got to offer and that I have improved since, like, the year before. Um, but, yeah, I was pretty lucky that I did end up getting a couple games um, this year and, yeah, managed to perform pretty well on them. Was basketball, though, one of those things that you used as an escape? Was that sort of in your list of things that you did back home that yeah. helped get you away from footy? Yeah, for sure. Um, I wasn't actually going to play that year, but mum was just like, yeah, it's a great way to you know keep in contact with your mates and keep fit, but also switch off from footy. Um, but yeah, look, it was just an unfortunate incident. And if I could go back in time, I would probably not play. <laughs> so at that time, it was pretty clear that you were going up the top end of the draft. And um, Given the latter situation, it looked like that might be West Coast and then they got a couple of priority picks and it was it was definitely going to be West Coast. In the lead up to the draft, did you want to go number one? You sort of indicated there that it was it was something you were you were pretty keen on. Did you want to do that just sort of as a statement? Um number one is in country or in the, WA. Uh, in WA. Yeah. Um Sorry. Yeah, I definitely had hope. I think I think I never really felt as if it was a given and it was going to happen. I don't think I knew until I really knew. 
And, um, yeah, I definitely wanted to do it more than anything. And I did want to go to Eagles, so I was hoping they would pick me. And, yeah, it was just a, a massive feeling of accomplishment once it happened. You were obviously touted. At what point did you know that you were going in that spot in the draft? Oh, probably not until they told me. Really? Um, yeah, like... Draft night. No, I, they told me <laughs> a bit before then. Yeah, um, yeah but, um, you know, you can hear what the media says and all that sort of stuff, but I've truly, you know, what if a club wants something else? What if a club wants a backman? And yeah. I'm not that. So, um, yeah, I definitely would definitely say that I did not know until West Coast had a meeting, sat down, said, Ella, we're going to choose you. And that's when I started to believe it. Did that give any indication of... Uh, we want you because you're the best player available to us or were they? did they really like the role that you played? Do you have any idea or was that all sort of behind closed they doors? They kind of just, yeah, said that they were really interested and have been for a, a little while. So I was just, yeah, once they said that they were going to take me, I kind of just blocked everything else out and was focusing on that. How did you spend draft night? Were you with the family or friends? Did you do anything to celebrate or was it sort of business as usual given you'd been given the heads up and that sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, so I was over in Melbourne um, at the actual draft event, which was really cool because yep. they hadn't done that for a couple of years since COVID and stuff like that. So that was amazing being around um, all the girls that got their names called out too and seeing everyone's like happiness and stuff like that. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was with my family. Uh, also had... Our best friend over there as well. So it was, yeah, spent with the people that I would want to spend it with the most. And yeah, it was definitely a night that I won't forget. Was it nice to be able to sort of spend the night and interact a little bit with the girls that are being taken at the top end of the Victorian pool and the other states pool, given that you've probably played against a lot of them once or twice, but um, it's so different to the AFL and that, you know, you're not going over there to play um, NAB League or, or anything like that. You're very much parked here and you're um, quite separated as far as the draft will go. So that would have been a nice touch to draft night as well. Yeah, 100%. It was awesome. Um, yeah, being able to see all the girls and we um, had like a National Academy camp and stuff like that. So I did know them as well. So being able to see like your friends that are yeah so happy was, was awesome. And now being able to like think, oh, I'm going to be lining up against them is, yeah, it's pretty cool. Now you're at the club pre-season, it's a bit of a different one in that it's a shortened pre-season. How's the club dealing with that and what have, what's the early sessions been like for you? Yeah, they've um, they've been pretty intense. Like I definitely was not used to it when I first came in and I remember the first couple of trainings I literally just wanted to spew. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely gotten used to it and it's, yeah, settled down a bit. But, yeah, the... The intensity and the step up was insane. You get away with that training in the heat of summer, if nothing else. That's yeah. the the plus side of this sort of preseason. Of course, starting um, about now. Not sure when this one will come out, but you're in the early stages of your season, which is really really exciting. What sort of role have they given you? Are you um, are you there to sort of lead the forward line? It's such a young group. It's something that you've done at Peel Thunder, and you would have done it in different levels of footy, and you certainly did it for WA. Are they um, giving you control of the forward line a little bit? Are you going to be the number one target down there? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, yeah, West Coast have said that they've got no expectation on me whatsoever, um, yeah, which is really special, like important. Um, they've just said, yeah, play my role, which is just, um, yeah, uh, kick the ball inside 50, hopefully kick a couple goals. But I've, yeah, been training as a bit of a, a link in between the mids and um, the forward, the, yeah, like the full forwards, so playing a bit of that high half forward role, which, yeah, I'm loving and I think that's where I play my best footy. So so what makes you suited to that role? So you're a little bit um, 
you've obviously got the athleticism, you're really good below your knees and you can take a high mark. Are they sort of the things that you look at to set you apart from someone who you put away in the cage and you're wrestling a girl one-on-one in the goal square yeah. as to having the flexibility to work a bit higher up the ground and then push back in transition and that sort of thing. Is that why they've picked that sort of rollout for you? Yeah, I think so. I think that, yeah, it definitely suits all my attributes um, with that being like a you know a big kick into the the forward line. So I think I will impact the team most playing this, this role. So, yeah, I'm stoked with it and hopefully I can, yeah, make do good with it. Do you think this is the time of year to be playing AFLW, starting in the pre-season by and going from there rather than that sort of uh, December, January kickoff in towards the men's pre-season? Yeah, I definitely do. I Even, yeah, the girls, they're constantly saying, like, it's so much better. Even when we do get the occasional rain or hail the other day, um, it's, yeah, they would said they would choose, yeah, just the cold weather over the hot weather any day. Is there, it's obviously how the draft works. So you were the, the top pick in the WA pool. You go to the slightly weaker club. How much have you watched or paid attention to the Eagles in the last couple of years? And is there an element of excitement about landing in a club that um, in, a, in an on-field sense probably quite hasn't got off the ground yet? They're sort of raring to go, starting to build a list together. They've sort of had one crack at it um, and now you know, regenerating and going again. How exciting is that? It feels like a bit of a fresh slate for a young player like yourself. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, Yeah, I think I've come into the team at a really good time where they're, yeah, they're just kind of rebuilding. So um, being able to be a part of that's really special. And I think, yeah, watching um, Eagles play over the past couple of years, I don't think I ever, I kind of just watched as a spectator, not like as I knew what was going on. I didn't really know any of their structures or anything like that, so I didn't yeah. know what they were trying to do. But now knowing, um, you know, what they're doing and stuff like that, it's it seems like it's yeah, it's all it's all good stuff, and we've we've made some changes, and I think it's all gonna um, yeah come for the better. And I'm really excited to see how we we'll go this year. Some experienced girls at the club as well. Have you um, sort of attached yourself to someone, and is there someone that's taking you under their wing a little bit in any sort of a mentor role or you really enjoy listening to and learning from? Yeah, I think um, our captain, Swanee, she's, yeah, been a bit of a mentor to all the new girls coming in. She's just, yeah. Emma Swanson. Emma Swanson, yep. yeah. So um, she's, uh, yeah, just a good chick and, yeah, um, whether it be on footy stuff or just like life stuff, she's, um, yeah, really been there for me um, in particular and also girls like Bella Lewis, yeah. Um, yeah, we and her, we do like some every Monday we do some like tackling and stuff like that. So she's helping me improve on little parts of my game that I want to. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely got some of those experienced girls that are, they've got, yeah, they want the best for me and they're definitely helping me get it. Take us a little bit inside the life of an AFLW player at the moment. Obviously not full time, but how many days are you in at the club? And especially for you, how does that balance with school, you've got the Dockers jacket on today, which is a bit confusing, but so it's a Cedar College jacket. Yeah. How do you balance school and time in the club and with your other commitments and stuff like that? Yeah, so I'm pretty lucky that school's um, been really good and pretty flexible with me in training. Um, so, yeah, we've got on Mondays just after school trainings, doesn't affect anything. Tuesdays, uh, nothing. But then, yeah, Wednesdays is the one day where. Um, they do interfere and I just I head to West Coast in the morning um, for the main training session and then I leave straight after that while the girls stay at the club and do a bit of education and gym so I head straight to school and then yeah Thursday nothing um, oh no Thursday we have just started training 
but also after school. So there's nothing that's really interfering. And yeah, I've got a pretty busy schedule, but it's all working so far. Has it been good being exposed to those really high level facilities at Mineral Resources Park? It's an incredible place to sort of train and um, as much as you can just sort of spend time, I suppose, and, and lap it all up and absorb it. Yeah, 100%. I love, I just love being there. It's just, it's nothing like I've ever, yeah, I haven't been around anything like it before. So um, being, yeah, it definitely makes you feel a bit professional, I'd say. And yeah, I love being there. So um, it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool. Now, what are some things some Eagles fans can look forward to? Not just yourself, but some of the other draftees and are there girls that are really coming along this year that Eagles fans can keep an eye on? Yeah, I think uh, one to keep your eye on, Courtney Rowley. Um, yeah, past Peel Thunder uh, player with me. So, yeah, I've seen how she's going. I've seen what she's capable of at Peel and she's like, she's even, she's just going off at um, the preseason. At Eagles, so I think she'll have a really big year. Um, there's also yeah a couple draftees, Abby Bushby, um, Jade Britton. We've yeah they've been incredible, and I'm really excited to see how they go this year. Kate Bartlett, another oh, one yeah. out of Peel Thunder, and yes. obviously will be in the forward line with you. It's her second chance at AFL mm. level. Is she a bit of a guide, given that she's sort of been there and done that a bit as well, and come from Mandra like yourself? Yeah, I should have added her. Now that I think about stiffed it, stiffed to miss. Stiffed, yeah. I stiffed her. I knew I was going to stiff someone. <laughs> Nah, I've probably stiffed other people as well, but yeah, no, I've got I've got ex- high expectations from Kate. I think she's going to be incredible. Um, I'd say leading goal kicker in the AFW, um, but no, she's been awesome and in the pracky matches as well. She's just she always finds a way to hit the scoreboard, so I'm really excited to see how she'll go. Kate Bartlett, AFLW leading goal kicker, heard it here first. Yeah, Ella Roberts, it. number <laughs> two, and the Eagles to win the flag <laughs> if their two forwards are one and two. Um, 18 teams this year as well. That's fantastic to see, obviously in line with where the men's competition has been for a few years. That. Um, brilliant pick that they had at the MCG a few weeks ago. What does that mean for a young girl that's come through the ranks? And um, I get the impression you've probably not paid an awful lot of attention, but you've had footy at the forefront of your mind or you know, somewhere in your mind across the years. What does that mean for the women to now have a full competition? Yeah, obviously it's well, what we've been working towards for like, yeah, ever since it started really. And being able to be in my first year as it's just starting, I think is, yeah, it's awesome being a part of history really. And um, yeah, also getting to, you know, play Port Adelaide when their first ever game, it's just going to yeah go down in history. So it's really, really exciting. And I think it's, yeah, a really good step for the AFW. And I think, um, yeah, a lot more good things are going to come from it. With an eye to Port Adelaide, Erin Phillips. <laughs> um, you mentioned her as one of the girls that you really looked up to mm. in the early days, and Taylor Harris is still floating around as well. But Erin um, Phillips, right at the start of the season at her new club, she's a captain. How exciting is that? Yeah, that's um, unbelievable. Really, I don't think it will hit me until you know I actually like see her in person. But um, yeah, obviously playing against my idol, um, very very special. And yeah, hopefully don't get too. <laughs> outplayed by her. <laughs> what is it about her that you that you like? Um, oh, just her ball winning ability, her ability to kick goals from anywhere. She's just yeah, the ideal package, I reckon. Is she the sort of person that you might try and pull aside for a quick word after the game, or at <laughs> some point, do you try and reach out to people like that? Uh if we win, maybe. Um, otherwise, I'll probably be sucking it. it. Yeah, let her know about it. Um, but uh I don't know if I'll, yeah, 
um, have a chat to like the players after. I don't know if they'll think it's weird or not, but um, obviously, yeah, I'm a huge fan of a lot of players, so it'd be nice to like have a quick word to them. And what are the next few years like for you outside of footy? So is this sort of last year of school and then are you planning to go further with your studies or put as much time as possible into footy or what's the plan? Yeah, I think, yeah, so year 12 at the moment, I think I'll just focus on graduating in this season of footy um, and then I think I might have a year off and then I'll either study the year after or, yeah, just get a job or something like that. Do the Eagles need to be worried about the Freo fan? <laughs> Going back to COVID? Nah, nah, no, not at all, I don't reckon. Beautiful. Ella Roberts, thank you so much for joining us on, on Bush Footy Legend. You, um, I'm sure we'll end up being a Bush Footy Legend. We can't wait to see what you can do at the West Coast Eagles. It's going to be super exciting for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bush Footy Legends. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you like, follow and share it with your mates. Make sure you check in on them while you're there. For tips and advice on how to look after yourself, your family and your mates, visit thinkmentalhealthwa.com.au. Get in touch with us through our Instagram page at WACountryFootball or if you want to suggest a guest, email us at wafc.com.au. If you're after more, stay tuned. We'll have an episode dropping every week.